from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. This is Daniel. This is Chad. I'm Chris. And I'm Josh. And we are back again to talk all things media. We are down one screener tonight. Melody couldn't join us. But the rest of us are here, and we are ready to talk and uh, maybe fight a little bit as well. So thank you for joining us. And as always, please uh, catch up with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at ScreenersCast. You can even email us at ScreenersCast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. We want to know what you want to hear us talk about, or if you completely disagree with something that we say on here, which will probably happen, let us know. We want to hear from you. So with that, let's move into Jump Cuts. Jump Cut. Jump Cut. Jump Cut. All right, guys. So every couple of weeks, I get the opportunity to sit down and discuss a few films with you guys, which is one actually genuinely one of my highlights of my weeks of and your, I, every other I love month doing it it's every <laughs> month i love i love doing it no no really truly i, I enjoy it it's a wonderful time but we usually have one specific film or topic that we're going to be talking about and very rarely do we get to talk about maybe some of the other things that not all of the rest of us have seen and so i wanted to take a little bit of time this evening and discuss that very thing is what have you been watching outside of what we've discussed here on the screeners and what can you recommend to some folks who are listening to maybe check out and maybe even us to check out as well so i want to start with josh and find out what have you been watching that you would recommend others uh, check out oh it has to be something i would recommend for other people <laughs> well i mean i guess <laughs> i guess i shouldn't have I, you know yeah yeah you don't have to say that well, so surprisingly enough, I, I do have a couple things that I've just seen one episode or so of. Um, I don't often get a chance to follow up and finish these things unless we really get, my wife and I really get hooked on it. And two of the things that we have been hooked on are shows that have been around a couple seasons. Um, Better Call Saul, which I keep talking about, which is fantastic. Yes. And The Blacklist, which is more of a guilty pleasure, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty Blacklist? It's, pretty, it's James Spader. Come oh, on. I, I love that you watch that show, Josh. I that, do. It warms do. my heart to know. To know. I, I'm as ashamed of The Blacklist <laughs> as Chad should be of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Listen, I, yes. am, I am ashamed and still of it, so we don't know what that means. I'm sure there's a, a name for it. There is, and I will get out my German dictionary and find it for you later. <laughs> Thank you. So anyways, um, a couple um, other shows that just kind of, that I've managed to catch recently are uh, a Netflix show called Love. It's a Judd Apatow original on Netflix hmm. starring Jillian Jacobs and Paul Rust. I, I just saw the pilot, and some of the humor, it's, like Judd Apatow is Judd Apatow, and it, it, his his humor runs in a thread through all of his stuff. Um, he, he's still got like a a bit of a juvenile tendency to some of it, but I I like Judd Apatow's stuff. It's got underneath that it, it it has this kind of soft, tender heart, and I I like it. And when it is funny, you actually laugh, as opposed to another. Netflix show that I watched the pilot of Aziz Ansari's Master of None. No, which I, so I good, like so it. good. I wanted to like it, but it was just—I did only see that first episode. But that first episode was just so derivative, and like there wasn't—it it didn't have any heart, and it didn't have—it wasn't funny. Is what you're saying is that, it's not quite the blacklist? Yes, <laughs> it's not quite the blacklist, which is a gem of modern comedy. Wait, it's, I, it, it is a comedy, right? It. Yeah, it is. Have you seen Josh. James Spader's character in that show? I have. I watched the first half of the first season, and then I was borderline. Oh, you got to keep going. <laughs> no way. Keep going. <laughs> no way. so much better. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> no, but Josh, you need to watch more of Master Now. I feel like that's up your alley. I really think you might enjoy more of that show if you get uh, a shot. I, I feel like it, it should be, but yeah, I and that's another thing. I My problem is not having enough time because... I'm a big believer in you really can't judge a show on its pilot, and yet here I am doing exactly that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you hypocrite. What's the German word for that? <laughs> oh. Hypocrite, yes. <laughs> but I've been curious about love, so that's... that's uh, I'm glad you should know watch you like, love. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked that pilot. Yeah, I've um, heard of things, yeah. And another thing, real Very quick, cool. I'm just going to go a little non-traditional for the screeners, but we, my wife and I happened to catch this last night because we had this channel on for some reason. But there's a new show on CNBC called 
mm-hmm. uh, follow the leader. And it's, it's just a half hour show. It's like a Barbara Walters or Oprah interview type thing, but it's with, uh, leaders of industry and business. Oh. And it's like the, the host goes and embeds with them for two days and kind of follows them around their daily life and tries to figure out what makes them tick and what makes them successful. Um, the first episode was about Gary Vaynerchuk, who's a social media marketing guru. Yeah. I was just about to start reading one of his books. Was it? Was it? Oh, really? Yeah, I literally was. I just downloaded it to to start to read he's, it. So he's an interesting guy. He's, he is. He's intense. He's, he's very hyper. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, works. I, I agree. He works like sixteen-hour days every day, and his his schedule is booked so far into the future. He has ten-minute meetings at work where he makes his staff pitch him things, and it's just it it makes me tired watching him. <laughs> but as for the show itself, uh, like I said, it was interesting enough to keep us watching for 30 minutes. We watched it live like with commercials and stuff. And I realized a whole different philosophical thing about watching a TV show with commercials in the age of DVRs. Oof. But we'll get into that some other time. Sounds cool. Yeah, it, we like the idea of it. In the end, I wasn't sure whether there's, there's much meat to it. The, the conclusion for Vaynerchuk seemed to be that he works really hard for really long hours and that's how he got where he is. But it, it almost ended up seeming like the show was promoting him more than trying to find out what makes him tick. Mm. But at the same time, what makes him tick is promotion, is his ability to just go nonstop. And yeah. So anyways, it was, it was kind of interesting. You should check out the pilot, especially if you're interested in the figure behind it. That's Very awesome. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Anything else, Josh? Or is that it? Nope, that's it. I think I've taken my 10 minutes. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Chad, uh, you've got 30 seconds. Uh, no, I'm just joking. No, what have you been watching? Well, I've got, I'll go quickly. I've got uh, two movies uh, and a little bit of television. The first movie, uh, my wife and I went and saw this just based on, I think the, the main actress at times is pretty funny, and that's Boss. You guys know about this oh, Melissa McCarthy boy. movie? No, where she I just saw her on Colbert her, yeah. a week or so ago. Yeah, so she's a, the premise is she's one of the wealthiest women in the world. She gets her all of her money taken away for insider trading, and then befriends one of the ladies oh, yes. that worked for her, and she like starts this kind of um, similar to like a Girl Scout cookies business with the girl lady's daughter, and the the trailers are actually pretty funny. The movie. Oh my lord, is it awful. It's not funny. It's it's like aggressively unfunny, except for maybe oh, two wow. or three two or three things. And so they try to make it into this whole big like Pineapple Express action thing at the end and it's just not it's awful. <clears throat> it's awful. But so I'm more confused that you found the trailer funny. There are moments in the trailer that are funny. <laughs> there there really are. And if <laughs> yeah, but I won't I won't go into why. I, I agree with him on that. There uh, are moments that make you think maybe she made a funny movie. Yeah, but. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean when she's like never mind. Well listen with, never mind. I'm not I won't go to it. But it's, so anyway, I thought it was pretty funny, but my wife wanted to see it, so for a date night we did it and, and my my wife loves comedies just in general and she, we walked out and she hated it. It was it was pretty bad. So uh, that so I was watching that. Number two, I am one episode away from finishing the second season of Hannibal. Good <laughs> oh, Lord. Please. Oh my Job. god. I can't, Way to go, Chris. I can't. This is a win. Uh, it really is. I was like, For I those wanna... keeping track, it's been about a week since we recorded our last episode. Well, Oh, this is true. We now, first watched Hannibal. To, to be fair, I've had a trip to Vegas and back, so I had some long flights. But I love that show. Man, the second yeah. season is so much better than the first I mean, season. I told you, didn't I? I literally <laughs> so on the good. podcast, I said the second season is. is just incredible. And it you is. say, everybody was saying, oh, I know the story of Hannibal. I know where it's going to I didn't say that. Did you see this? Did you see that happening? No, Any- I, I did not. So the ending oh. of the first season was unexpected in a good way. And the second season, uh, and like I said, I, ha- I still have a, a an episode and a half, I guess, to finish. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, man, is it. It's great and it's gorgeous and it's compelling and I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it so much. I hate you. I hate you, Chris, but I love the show. <laughs> yes. So that was My really, life really is good. Complete. I mean, it literally. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. That's it, like, it, it, unlike San Andreas, where I was like, eh, it's not as bad. I I genuinely love Hannibal. It's great. It is great. Um, it is great I have show. no idea where they're going to go on the third season. Oh, dude. Just, well, you know exactly. Uh, let me just, I'll just say that, you know, the, the, the third season is a story. Is it Red that, Dragon? 
Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I, that, okay, that's fine, and I I can totally de- I can deal with that. That's fine. But but no no oh no no deal with it. No, you'll you'll do more than that. You will love it because you've never you you've seen the story, but you've never seen it this way because they get to explore sure. every aspect. It is wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Show's great. I I, I have to admit. And the yeah. last thing, and I'll wrap up here is I think Daniel's probably the only person that's seen it that has also seen this. But I'm a tremendous fan of uh, of Jeff Nichols, the writer director of like take shelter and mud and yeah. his latest is a movie called midnight special which it i don't know where you saw it daniel but i've been looking in a 200 mile radius of my home it hasn't been showing anywhere for like uh anywhere so i haven't been able to find it uh, but i went to las vegas and there it was so uh i hmm. I, I watched midnight special and i love this movie it is it's two. Th- it's maybe two thirds, or even eighty percent of a like world changing, amazingly tense uh, film that is also full of wonder and sci fi and just glorious stuff. And it doesn't. It doesn't really stick the landing, in my opinion. But overall, mm-hmm. it's marvelous. Uh, it sets a tone from the beginning. It has maybe maybe my favorite first six or seven minutes in a movie like of the last five or six years. It is so great. If you guys get a chance to see Midnight Special, uh, I would definitely, definitely recommend it. Daniel, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah I have. It's it's really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I found, uh, you know, it was, I saw it, I don't know, three, three four weeks ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I found that I think about, I don't really think about it uh, that much. Like it didn't really stick with me. I liked it a lot and I left the movie really excited and, and liked yeah. it a lot. I agree with you about, about the ending. It ended a little, uh, it didn't quite stick landing, but it was, but it's good. It doesn't stick with you, but, but it's a good, it's definitely a good watch. I love it. I think it, I think it shows off a lot of the chops that he has as a director. Uh, it's yeah, kind of a, I think it was his take on kind of a close encounters of the third kind kind of oh, thing. Oh, for sure. But for uh, sure. I, it's it's great. And and I, that's why I think you and and or Josh and Chris you guys would probably like it because it is it's pure sci-fi. Uh, it's 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 really very good. So anyway, I I have wanted to see it. I just uh, I, honestly I, I haven't seen it around, and so I haven't sought it out. I was yeah. going to wait till I could rent it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree with you. It looks interesting. It's very good. <laughs> it's the yeah. word. It is definitely interesting. What I've done is I've been inspired by this movie to start keeping a track. So my new thing for 2016 is I'm going to have a just a list of every movie that I see that is also better than Batman versus Superman. So this is number one. <laughs> I have a be feeling a long that list. by the time I get to the end of this year. It's going to be really long, but just so you know, that's number one. So there you go. That, that scale oh, wow. it means nothing. That, oh, it that means scale everything. Is, is terrible. You know, as a matter All of right. fact, let me just say, boss. Let it's two. It's two movies better than Batman versus <laughs> oh, Superman. No, I'm just kidding. It can't. It's not. It's not. But I'll give you one. It's one. Don't, so anyway. don't be silly. All right. Okay. So Daniel, how about you, man? I'm sure you've seen some interesting stuff that we've not even had access to that we couldn't <laughs> even see. What are your recommendations? Well, you know, my screenings have been uh, not coming as frequently as. I would like so uh, I haven't been to a yeah yeah I know I cry for me so uh, I haven't been to very many screenings but tonight actually about an hour ago uh, was uh, the first screening in a few weeks for me so I just got out of green room Jeremy Saulnier's follow up to Blue Ruin and uh, and so I know Chad is really excited to see this uh, and he doesn't want me to say anything at all so uh, he Spoiler. can collect his headphones for a minute. But uh, all I'll say is that it is absolutely terrifying, yes. frightening, uh, and it's amazing. Now, is, it, so, it, is this the one with Patrick Stewart in it? It is, yes. Oh, I'm in. All right, fantastic. That's yeah. great. Daniel, you do, you know the, do you know the story about, the, about Blue Ruin and how that whole thing came to be? I really don't know much about it. Honestly, I actually haven't seen Blue Ruin, surprisingly enough. I, for some, it's always been on my list, and for some reason I just haven't gotten around to seeing it. So, Well, he's, uh, the short version is he was just a DP who'd done some commercials and things like that but wanted to break into film, couldn't really find a way to do it. So he like mortgaged his house and like with his wife's permission like put cashed in all of their life savings to make this movie on his own, Blue Ruin. Uh, just in the hopes that it would have some sort of success. Like, he put all of his chips to the middle of the table and said, we're going all in. And then, thankfully, it got picked up at Sundance, and it became a hit. When he when I first saw it, I tweeted him directly to tell him how great it was. And he actually responded back and was, you know, talking a lot about – he, like, went onto my portfolio and was like, so your work looks good. It was really cool. It was wow. really, really, yeah, really cool awesome. guy. But, yeah, it was just neat because he, he, he had nothing nothing left and went straight in to, to make this movie, and it's really great. 
yeah, awesome. and and Green Room is a definitely a fantastic follow up. I haven't even seen the first one, but it doesn't matter. I know it's a fantastic follow up. I mean, uh, you guys all need to see this movie. It is freaking scary. Uh, it's not it's not a horror movie or anything. It's just a thriller. But man, I haven't been. I'm still tense. It was about an hour ago, and I'm still freaking tense because it wow. was just really yeah. really gripping. So uh, definitely nice. see that one. So I also have a couple TV. I've been watching a lot of TV recently. So two mini series actually that I've been watching. We finished The People versus OJ on FX. Yes. Have, have any of you guys watched this? Yes, I have. I've heard it's good, but I haven't yet. It really is. I didn't know really anything as as we might have touched on before. I'm a little younger, <laughs> um, so I didn't. I, I honestly, of course, I know the O.J. Simpson case, like the 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 legend that it has, but I, I really don't know any details uh, or didn't. And this it did a really good job of um, highlighting things that I really had no clue about, and uh, it was really good. So yeah, I really recommend it. It was really, really interesting. Well done. And then uh, another miniseries I've been watching uh, was eleven twenty two sixty three on Hulu. We mm. talked about this on the podcast when the trailer oh, yeah. came out. How 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 is this? Because mm. I've I've read the book, uh, and I've enjoyed many of the concepts. This is Stephen King, right? Mm. So yeah, and I haven't read the book, so I don't know how it compares. Okay. Uh, I loved it. I really? liked it more than uh, I loved it more nice. than the People versus OJ. I thought what? it was fantastic. Really. Yeah. Yeah, because People vs. O.J. Simpson is fantastically well done. It's well yeah. acted and directed, and it looks gorgeous. So you're saying that this is even better than that? In my opinion, it was. This one felt more filmic. Like People vs. O.J. was fantastic. Like no, not trying to insult it in any way, but it felt like a miniseries. Like it just it it wow. felt like it was TV to me. Still, um, okay. not necessarily in a bad way, but this one felt like a really long movie um, like it just felt very filmic to me and i really really enjoyed it i thought it was captivating and uh well acted and interesting and i really loved it a lot That's my cool. my biggest my biggest complaint about it was that hulu is completely wrong by sticking to this week to week thing i wanted to binge that show so bad so is it is it over yet or not it's over now yeah so now you can binge it if you want uh, i will i will do that yeah and it is it's really worth it I seriously loved it. Wow, because I've it. heard a lot of mixed reviews on that show. Yeah, and I I, I don't understand any of that. Oh, I've, okay. I've seen those. I I I, I am really really happy with that. He's show. sticking to his guns on the big short though, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. All right, I'll check it out. Awesome. Is that it, Daniel? Or you have That's anything else? It. That's all awesome. I got. Okay, so I want to just go through a couple of things real quick. Um, I am almost finished with Daredevil Season 2. Man, this show is fantastic. Mm. Uh, It is really good. The artistic just nature of how they do some of this action stuff it is it's better than even what you see in a lot of action films like it to me it's just crazy that they're able to pull off the things that they pull off and make it feel like they it still exists in the world of the avengers you know agent agents of shield feels very much like a television show trying to pretend to be in the same world as the avengers and those big budget films this actually feels like it has its own place in the marvel universe and deserves to be there um, there's some really crazy things that happened in the last like four or five episodes of this sh- show, the last episodes of the season, I mean, and, uh, it's crazy. It's really, really good. Another Netflix thing that I've just found, I don't know if I just, it just Netflix's recommender thing just threw this up or I was just in a mood. I, anyway, I don't know what happened. I don't know why. I think it was because I ran a half marathon this past, uh, weekend. I've been looking at, like marathons and running and all that kind of stuff. There's this documentary called the Barkley marathons, the race that eats its young. Have you guys heard of this? I have. have. It is. It's a documentary about this insane. Well, it's it's a marathons. um, It's one of the toughest. It is probably the toughest race uh, on earth. And it's, it's very exclusive. You, you have to like do like this code in order to find out how to like enter. And like, it's just really insane. It's, 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 it had my attention and it is, it's, I wouldn't call it a great film, but I would call it an amazing story and a, and a, and a crazy, just like this thing exists in real life. It's, it's insane. It really, really is. Isn't that the thing where only like five or six people have ever yeah. finished it? Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, it, it it breaks people in a way that I have never. I don't know how they shot it because 
at the end of the day, you're following these people who are doing this incredibly tough task, like on their own. But then you're thinking to yourself, there's a dude with a camera that is also following them. I don't know how they did it. I really don't. It's, it's, I'd love to know, see the documentary of making the documentary. Um, but it's really super low budget. It's really, it, it is, it's just a fascinating subject matter more so than it is a really great movie. But I, I found it fascinating. Um, and then two shows I've been watching on Showtime. The first one is Billions. They just wrapped up their first season, and Billions is incredible. Huh. One of my favorite new dramas. Uh, it, it may end up being I, it's one of those shows that I actually watched week to week um, and kept me fascinated, and the subject matter is just insane and the acting and direct all that stuff is really great you if if you're into um the big short uh i think you will find billions to be very uh interesting uh, well uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. so that that's why I, was, I gave you that thing daniel you might actually like billion but it's not the 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 same i think josh you've seen a few of these right did we talk about billions? no i want to i don't oh. have showtime i really want to watch it because it okay. looks great it is great it is wonderful and then the last one i'll say is another documentary series that just ended its like i guess half season i guess and it's going to be back in july and that's called the circus have you guys heard of the circus no. at all uh-uh. it's also on showtime it is it it is a weekly recap of the presidential race um, oh yeah i have is, heard of it it is um Bloom, bloomberg political and showtime have gotten together and they shoot these really cinematic looking documentary style have access to all of the candidates i don't know how they do it but like it's crazy like they and they're interviewing bernie sanders and uh ted cruz and donald uh, trump is his name <laughs> Donald Trump, well, no, Donald Trump, they haven't interviewed. He, he doesn't give those kind of requests. He doesn't do the like, that's why I was oh, gotcha. hesitating. Um, but, you know, all the big players, they get, you know, when Jeb Bush was in the race, like it's a week to week to week to week thing. So they recaps. So you've seen all these things, all these th- things in the news, you know, real quick sound bites, but they dive in for an hour on those those topics and it's fascinating i'd I'd recommend you go back and check it out um and just kind of get an idea of the feel of the show it's going to be back in july when the conventions start uh, and then it'll follow all the way through um till the uh, general election in november so i man it's really great it's a good show appropriately Uh, named for sure it's called the circus yeah exactly i think it's called the circus the greatest show on earth i think is what it's called and it, it is appropriately named it is insane what happens and what goes down and how I think it for me it humanizes these people that we assume are just liars and will say anything to get elected and just but when they sit down and you talk to them you're like oh that guy is actually that gal is actually human you know what I mean like oh they they actually believe what they say and um, they get frustrated and they're tired and uh, there's even a moment when Bernie Sanders, um, when he realized he was going to win one of the uh, – or maybe not win. He was going to get tied. There was that one really close um, race. And he pulls one of the Bloomberg guys aside and he's like, tell me how I should be feeling right now. What should I do? Uh, and you're just like, what? You don't have people to tell you this? It's just – it's crazy. It it, it, it gives you a, a view into the political – uh, circus that normally you don't get to see, and I find it fascinating. So Very that's cool. the circus on Showtime. Yep. Oh, Chris. So one other movie that I forgot that I really wanted to mention for people because uh, I think it's just now hitting wide is Everybody Wants Some. That's Richard Linklater's latest movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like th- they've been calling it the spiritual sequel to Days and Confused, and that's a really good way to put it. If you like Days and Confused, you'll love this movie. It is hilarious, super funny, and just real and just really authentic like Linklater films. So if that's up your alley, go see Everybody Wants Some because it's fantastic. Hey, first of all, what do you know about the 80s? Yeah, I was going to say, what (laughs) What do I have to know about the 80s? Well, there's lots. Let me sit down and tell you, but not right now on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's for another time. All right. We talked about talking about that on the podcast. I think we should have our Facebook listeners uh, vote as to whether we should review that on the podcast. Everybody Wants Some? Yeah. When does that come out? Is that coming out this week? I think it's wide most places now. Yeah, I think. I saw it six months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Only two weeks ago. The cast was there. Whatever. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We're moving on. Let's move on to the main event. Jeez. Welcome to the main event. 
For this week's main event, we review The Jungle Book. If you can't learn to run with the pack one of these days, you'll be someone's dinner. I can't help but notice there's this strange odor today. Man is forbidden! Jungle is no longer safe for you. But this is my home! Only man can protect you now. Poor sweet little cub. What are you doing so deep in the jungle? You are a man cub who wants to live in a jungle. How do you know that? Kid, I got ears. My ears got ears. Only I can protect you. Forget about your worries in the strife. What's that? That's a song about the good life. Come on, Mowgli. Let's be on our way. But I'm helping Baloo get ready for hibernation. Bears don't hibernate in a jungle. Not full hibernation, but I nap a lot. The IMDb description is as follows. The man-cub, Mowgli, flees the jungle after a threat from the tiger Shere Khan. Guided by Bagheera the panther and the bear Baloo, Mowgli embarks on a journey of self-discovery, though he also meets creatures who don't have his best interests at heart. All right, guys, so we're down another screener for this specific review. Josh was also unable to see it, so we're down to me, Christopher, and Daniel. So what this is is somebody that loves things all the time, somebody that's the son of the person that loves things all the time, (laughs) and me. uh, Reviewing a Disney movie live-action remake. So I'm afraid there's going to be lots of love and happiness in the air, or will there be? Mm -hmm. So this is Jon Favreau uh, jumping back into the director's chair to take over a a well-known and beloved Disney property to remake it in the live action genre. So I have a couple questions uh, as we bounce around here and, and talk about the Jungle Book. My first one would be, what is your relationship, if you have one, to the original Disney cartoon, The Jungle Book? And then move on into what did you think about John Favreau's reimagining, uh, as this one is based a little bit more on the actual book itself. So uh, let's start with you, Daniel. Uh, do you have a relationship to the original source material? Source material being the Disney cartoon, and what did you think about this? I don't have uh, much of a relationship. I mean, I've seen The Jungle Book a few times. That's not one of the Disney movies that like I watched a lot as a kid or anything like that, but I've seen it probably a couple times uh, throughout the years. I don't remember the last time I've seen it. It's been quite a long time, so mm-hmm. I don't have I don't remember it really well. Uh, I just remember um, you know the characters. That's pretty much it. So, so yeah. So to me, the Jungle Book is a movie that sort of doesn't need to exist. It's like I, I since I don't have a huge relationship to the original, I have no need for this movie in my life. It's just it's a remake of a perfectly good animated movie. It's a cash grab. You know, Disney cashing in on some old properties. Uh, instead of investing in new ones, but they've been doing that for years. I, I'm glad it does exist. You know, I, I thought it was a good, enjoyable movie. Uh, I liked it a lot. It goes without saying that the main thing that you take away from it is the animation, the way it looks. It is just a complete new level of animation. I mean, everything, everything in this movie essentially, except for Mowgli, is CGI, and um, a lot of it does not look like it. Most of it doesn't look like it. It is a beautiful movie, very well done in that regard. Mm-hmm. Especially the environments. Some of the environments, it's hard to believe, are animated. I mean, just amazing. Agreed. Um, and so that's that's the biggest thing you take away from it. Other than that, you know, it's uh, it's a pretty good movie. Still, it's fun. It's decently thrilling. It's a good family movie. There are a few. There's like one full on jump scare in there, which was awesome. Uh, and some good emotional moments. So it's a, it's a nice, charming film. Am I going to rewatch it anytime soon? No, but it's good. It's fun. Um, watch it with the family. It might be a little scary for um, for really young kids, but um, I thought it was really enjoyable. I have a couple little problems with it. Like, you know, it's established not to be a musical like the first movie, and then they sing one song 
because the Bears teaching it to Mowgli, Baloo's teaching it to Mowgli, and um, th- they play it in there. But then later on, there's just a song randomly. They just break out into song only one time in the entire movie, and that was kind of weird to me. Uh, so I didn't really like that, even though the song was cool. I, it was just kind of weird. So that's my one, the one nit I have to pick with it. But uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was good. Okay, that's so that sounds, on the Daniel Love scale, that's kind of like a 6 out of 10. <laughs> that's right? accurate. Yeah, I mean, 6 or 7. I got you. Okay, all right. So so that's uh, that's a recommend. That's a positive review. What about you, yes. Chris? Chris, unlike Daniel, mm. uh, you have children. I do. Uh, that are of the age that at least one of them, probably both of them, could watch this movie. Um, but you at least have that perspective as a parent. So I'll, even yeah. add, I'll add that little question to you as well. So how did you feel about the original, this one? And then is this something that you think your kids would enjoy? So, yeah, I went to this by myself. Melody wasn't able to go, so it was by myself. And uh, it's a kid's movie, and it was not the thing that I really wanted to go see, I'll be honest with you, like the Jungle Book. Uh, I've seen the, obviously, the cartoon many, many times. I'm very familiar with the story. Uh, I find it cute and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I I knew going in that there was going to be some scary bits in it. And so I wasn't exactly going to, you know, take my kids along and uh, hope they weren't frightened and not be able to watch the rest of the movie because we had to leave. But I will have to say this. This movie, the, the first, like, 20 minutes of it, 30 minutes of it, I really didn't enjoy all that much. Um, mm. I I, um, <laughs> I had a difficult time. You say it looks really good. I had a difficult time uh, realizing the artistic look that John Favreau was going for, and that it, it is all CGI. Um, I didn't realize it was all CGI. I just, a lot of the characters and all that kind of stuff were CGI, and I just had a hard time with the aesthetic of it. I, I, I had a hard time buying in. I really only had seen maybe one or two trailers for it. And so I didn't, you know, wasn't very familiar with what I was going into. But as soon as Baloo shows up in this movie, um, Bill Murray's voice and that character, everything clicked for me. And I began to appreciate so much of what was happening and the magic that was going on on screen. So it kind of makes me sad. I feel like my daughters are still too young to see the movie um, because it's, it is a little frightening. Uh, there are some more um, uh, tense moments than I think that they could handle at this moment. Yeah. But as soon as, as soon as they're, I feel like they're old enough to handle that. I'm going to let them, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to sit and watch this movie with them because I found it to be exciting. There are a few things that I was, uh, I, I, I wasn't exactly sure on the choices that they made, but for the most part, the the voice acting were fantastic. Idris Elba as Shere Khan was oh his voice so good. And uh, the only thing I would say as far as like as far as the actual thing that you were seeing on screen goes, the actor the actor who played Mowgli wasn't quite up to par at the beginning. I think that was another part problem with the first 20 minutes of it is I just wasn't buying him enough seeing him act against these CG characters because I imagine that'd be, that'd be difficult for anyone. But especially, you know, this boy, I, I would imagine it'd be very difficult. And I just, I had a hard time buying that he was actually having these interactions. But as soon as Baloo shows up, Man, it just changed things for me. I don't know what happened on set that made that happen, but there all of a sudden there was a a heartbeat in the movie, and uh, I just oh, I loved every second of it. I even I really enjoyed Christopher Walken's performance of King Louis. That was unexpected, and the, the specifically King Louis's CG self was unbelievable uh that was really yeah. a lot of fun so i had a good time in it and i feel like it's going to be something that uh, i will revisit and watch again and uh i think it, it would be a good family movie i just think that you need to be a little older in order to grasp all the things that are it is saying because uh, it, it is definitely uh, a tense um tense movie yeah so i I took my uh, my wife and my four year old to this movie, and my son is four, and he loves he loves to go to the theater already, and so we thought we thought this would be something that because nothing in the trailers made me think it was going to be super intense, but there Daniel points out one of the jump scares. There's actually two big ones in there, and the first one <laughs> was pointed out when our four year old <laughs> leapt <laughs> into my wife's arms. And Are you I was talking like, about the open field oh, moment? Is that yes, what we're talking the about? Open field moment, and Man. I was like, oh no! <laughs> I jumped. Yeah, I jumped. I, yeah. I mean, I jumped too. Oh but, yeah, you got me. 
but then after that, he, I mean, he settled in and he loved it. And he just, he kept talking throughout the whole thing. At his age, everything is just, Daddy, it's the tigers. Look at the elephants. You know, it's that kind right. of thing. So for me, this is this is kind of a strange movie because I do actually, it's not my favorite Disney film uh, as far as like the original, but I, I've seen it dozens of times. And my sure. family is, as we've discussed, we're very much uh, musical and like musical. So I know all the songs and we sang you know, the Sheer Khan thing at the end, the low note in the original card all the time. We just loved loved everything about it. So I went into this not really knowing what to expect. I was a little disappointed that it didn't feel it didn't feel a lot different than the than the cartoon. I mean it certainly is in some major ways. But the overall impression that I that I took after it was over was just like it was just kind of an update. Uh, more than it was a reimagining, uh, and mm-hmm. I kind of had hope that it would. Now, the the good thing, the good the good about this movie is what you guys have already said, so I won't beat that dead horse. It's visually gorgeous. Now, the the animals and the creatures to me look fantastic. Um, there were a few scenes where I thought the the background and the areas of nature and the jungle, if you will, and some of the places they were saying looked pretty fake. But where but the more difficult things to create the animals for me. Man alive, have we come a long, long way uh, in CGI because they looked spectacular. I think the film is gorgeous. I saw it in the only 4K projection theater that we have close to me, and it was bright and vibrant and just gorgeous. Uh, And let me also say this, too. I agree. I agree about Baloo. Bill Murray is the highlight for sure. That's when the heart of the movie really, really uh, picks up. I think they wanted to establish more of the heart moments with the, the Wolf family and his mother. Um, I just didn't buy that as much, but right. yeah, continue. I, I yeah. agree. Uh, and, and Chris, I will piggyback on what you say or what you said. The major thing for me, uh, so that overall, I'm positive on this movie. I enjoyed it. I, it's good. I don't feel like I need to ever see it again necessarily. But the central performance of the human character, I think, I think is much even worse than what you gave as your reasoning there, Chris, yeah. I just didn't buy any of it. And he, he, his he's trying to be kind. He's yeah. Be kind. His, and I understand that it's difficult, right? Because he's acting against nothing, green screens or care or, or human adults wearing green apparatus and all this stuff. But his, his, not just his line delivery was awkward, but I thought his physicality was awkward. Now, like when he's running and being chased in the in the jungle, that stuff's all fine. But when he's just standing there and trying to interact, yeah. he just it just felt like in my mind I, I, as I was watching, I was thinking, out of all the hundreds, if not thousands, of people that they they attempted to get for this role, this is the one. I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it because wow. for me, it wasn't. It just rang like a. And again, I'm not trying to crush the kid because he it's a very, very difficult job, but it rang very false to me. I was like, I feel like I could see this level of performance like in a high school or play. You know, it was just very stilted and just awkward. And I just didn't buy it. And now there were moments there were moments that were worse than others. But overall, he's the central character and his his journey and his performance as this outsider to the human world trying to embrace what is family in the jungle uh, and all the things that that means, it takes a level of believability and gravitas that is difficult at that age, but that I just didn't, I just didn't buy it. I wanted to, uh, but that, that kept me from like loving this movie because overall right. I just thought it was pretty good. Uh, and the central performance of the kid was one of, one of the main reasons. Daniel, you, you sound like you disagree with that. Well, I, I I didn't particularly like love his performance, but it didn't stick out to me as as bad in any way. I'm, I'm surprised to hear both of you say that. I just never yeah. nothing bad stuck out to me uh, at all. I'm I'm surprised. I just I had a hard time. I I really did believing that he was in the jungle <laughs> and, and 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 was able to survive for as long as he did. Um, I just I I, I had a hard time buying his delivery and his his um his certainty about things but like i said before the moment he made the moment he meets blue uh, everything changed for me i bought into it and i and i I just wonder like what happened i I don't know if if maybe they shot the first part of this first and it was him getting used to being in that part i just i feel like he definitely got better and maybe just because he's in it less, because <laughs> then you've got these CG characters that were able to talk back and forth who are, I mean, honestly, I mean, you look at the cast, 
some amazing actors and actresses who are able to fulfill these roles. And, um, you know, I, I just I think that the, the CG characters were fantastic. And we could have almost had the, you know, Mowgli not speak as much as he did. I think it would have been a better film. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, too. Now, it is it is of note, we should say that this this film is currently sitting at a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And so I, I think it's fully embraced. It's hard not to like it. It's hard it's, not it's, to... It's good. It's a fun movie. I mean, honestly, it's a thrilling movie. In fact, I had I saw this in a um, in a theater. Uh, it was a packed theater, and there was a group behind me who was really into this movie. In fact, I I don't can't remember the last movie that I've been to that was this into it. I mean, they were screaming and laughing and having a great time. It's just something I don't know about these these characters that we're familiar with, I'd imagine it'd be kind of like if, and I know that the group was older. Um, so maybe, you know, they grew up with these characters and it's right. kind of like a star Wars for them to see these, these characters brought to life in a new way can be very thrilling. Right. And I, I really do think they did a, a good job at that. I don't think there's anything here that is bad. Agreed. Uh, I just think there's things Except here that the they central could have <laughs> And it's, well, and, and I, they have, you know, there, there are thrilling set pieces in this. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Man, I, it really is. I mean, it, it, I loved the elephants in this movie. Um, the 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 idea of them and how it just it really, I, it, yeah. I I liked a lot of this movie. I really did. I don't know if I'd give it a ninety percent, but ninety four percent. Yeah, it's something. It's something that I definitely am. I'm going to wait maybe a year or so and then watch with my kids because I think they would dig this. I really do. And it has it's a, it's a massive hit. It's currently sitting at 357 million worldwide. It's, um, it just rushed the box office. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. And so it will and this is what it's second full week of release that we're just now into. So it's yeah. going to be very, very profitable endeavor which I imagine will lead us to many more live action remakes from uh, from Disney. So Well, they're on it. They're on it. I mean, Cinderella oh, yeah. was the last one and you yeah. know, they're that this is only a moment doing. for the Little Mermaid and every other. Oh, that's thing. that's on in the that's in the works already. That and Mulan and Beauty and the Beast and all sorts of things have already been announced. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. If hey, as long as the quality is okay, you know. Yeah, we'll, and this is not a bad movie. If, not at if, all. If, yeah. if, not if, at all. If I felt like that, this was an, an all cash grab slash. I mean, obviously, oh, it's, it's a cash, a cash grab. grab. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what I meant was just phoned in. Uh, you know what I mean? Where they just did it to just to to do it and say, oh, we've got a Jungle Book movie. I don't feel like that's at all. I feel like John Favreau put a lot of effort into this movie. I agree. And the and actors... It, it has a lot of his flourishes, his directorial flourishes, too. Yeah. The way he shoots yes. action is very clear. Go ahead, Daniel. Yeah. What's funny is I do think it's a little bit of a cash grab uh, more than just... I think Warner Brothers announced that they're doing a Jungle Book movie before Disney did, uh, and Disney announced like two months later. So I think Disney saw that somebody else was going to do a similar property and said, oh, no, we got to beat them to it. Uh, and they just <laughs> no, did it well. Daniel, that's well, not they're, how they they're... do things. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say, it doesn't matter what Warner Brothers does now. Exactly. It's not going to be this good, and it's it won't be this be successful. Andy, it's supposed well, to be Andy Serkis's directorial debut, so I'm curious. Yeah, but... sure. So, guys, do you feel like uh, – let's, let's go around the table here before we yeah. move into – do we need to talk about spoilers for this? No. I don't think so. No, I mean, it's a, it's a, I think the, the story beats are pretty well well known. Um, let's just go around the horn then, and we'll give our final recommendations. Should you see it? And if so, should you see it in the theater, or should it just be a rental or a skip? And your final thoughts. So let's go to you, Daniel. What do you think? Yeah, I think you should see this one. I think it's fun. I think it's worth at least a watch, especially if you have kids. Um, you know, watch it with the family. See it in theaters? I think so. I mean, I wouldn't rush out to see it. But there's not that much else out right now, I don't think. So I think it's it's worth a watch. You know, it really does look beautiful. So it's definitely it uh, benefits from the theater experience for sure. So sure, yeah, see it. Okay, good. What about you, Chris? Look, if you're looking for a family adventure movie, this is it. I mean, it is it is firing on all cylinders. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, you you, you will enjoy the Jungle Book, and so will your family. And I'll dovetail on that and say, yes, you should see it. I think it will play better and have more impact in the theater uh, than it will at home, although home is certainly fine as well. Yeah. Uh, it's beautifully shot. It's definitely not just phoning it in. They, they put a lot of care and attention into this. And it is movie number two that is superior to Batman versus Superman. <laughs> so, yeah, so go out and see it. Uh, and with that, we'll move on to the top three. Three, two, one. The top three. 
All right, so now we're moving on to our new segment, Top 3. So every week we're going to be picking a subject and narrow down our top three of this subject, generally movie or media related, of course, because it's the screeners. So for this episode's Top 3, we are inspired by The Jungle Book, and so we're going to go around and name our Top 3 Talking Animal Movies. So we have no limits on what that means. Could be live action, animated, TV even, whatever whatever you want to pick. So uh, we're going to go around. Um, and as we go, keep track. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know on Facebook if you uh, agree with our picks or whatever. One of us is bound to pick something ridiculous, I'm sure. Oh, I've uh, got something ridiculous. I perfect. can't wait. Perfect. So tell Chris how wrong he is about whatever he's about to say. Just like every week. <laughs> exactly. All right, Chad, you can get us started. Give us your number three talking animal movie. Well, I, first a little bit about my rules that I gave myself. As I was making this list, it was getting larger and larger and larger, and I realized that there are lots of movies where animals talk. And so I, in order to narrow it down, I made mine, my rule was that it had to be a movie where essentially the, a large portion, if not the entirety of the film, was based around animals uh, or a central main character who was an animal that talked, not just something where you had, like, for example, The Wizard of Oz, which has, you know, a cowardly lion. I wanted it to be something that had more substantial presence of the talking animals. So with that, my number three is a movie that surprised me. This was one that I didn't, when I when I saw it, I had no expectations, and it became one of my favorite movies of 2011, and that movie is Rango. I don't know if you guys have seen that, the Johnny Depp yes. movie. It's a Gore Verbinski film, and it is fan-freaking-tastic. It's yes. funny, it has great action, it has a ton of heart, and it is criminally underseen. So if if I could do, if any good came out of this podcast tonight as far as trying to find out recommendations if you haven't seen rango you should see rango it's awesome absolutely fantastic pick people for some reason have this bad taste in their mouths when it comes to rango and i've never understood that me it's an amazing movie it's great great pick all right so next we're going to go to chris chris what is your number three favorite talking animal movie well i i did not have those rules that chad has <laughs> um I'm, whatever Wizard of technically rules. What technically, <laughs> yeah, I don't do rules. Okay, um, technically, I guess the main char- one of the main characters is a talking animal. Uh, and so my number Spoiler three alert. is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh come yeah. on. Right. <laughs> the only rule is that there are no rules. Are no rules. in Chris's world. <laughs> Guardians of the rule Galaxy. Of Chris's come on, he's a talking raccoon. Yeah, oh, man. man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> that movie was so great and it's so unexpectedly great. It was to be, you shouldn't have a movie that works uh, with a talking raccoon. In fact, that was one of the things that I think most had my interest peaked when they announced that movie because I was familiar with that group, but I'd never really given it much thought because it was just stupid. And then the movie came out, and of course it's great, and they're shooting the second one right now. So, I, I don't know. I, I really love Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think fair. it's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of universally known as a talking animal movie. Oh, it wait. is, absolutely. Oh, if you, if it, you know, it's not, it wouldn't be, it went into a genre, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be in action. It wouldn't be in comic book movies. It would be in talking animal movies. I, that Everything you just <laughs> say is a lie, but okay. <laughs> we'll count it. We'll count it. All right. Good you pick, have to count it. There are no rules. That is the only rule that is the top True. three. I did say that. All right. Uh, all right, Josh, what is your number three talking animal movie? Well, I'm changing mine, and my number three is Teen Wolf now because we can just <laughs> do whatever we want. Hey, that wouldn't be a bad pick, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, my number three is I'm going to shoot more straight here and just say that it's Finding Nemo because Finding Nemo is just fantastic. Oh, yes. yes. Totally. Great pick. Very solid. Uh, so for me, my number three, I, I was racking my brain trying to find a live action talking, talking animal movie because, of course, there's a million animated movies you can choose from here. But I wanted to pick at least one live action one. And I kept looking through different lists, like the top grossing talking animal movies. That's a real list on Box Office Mojo. Oh, yeah. Is Guardians they... of the Galaxy on there? No, it wasn't, <laughs> no. actually. It was not. It should but be. All the, the movies on that list suck so bad. They're <laughs> terrible. Three, the top two are Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. So, uh, no. So, but I finally figured one out, and it's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. No, do they actually talk? Yeah, they do. 
they do. Okay. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, that's a I'm... Simpsons parody. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. That's yes. a great pick. That's a great pick. Yeah, it is. That is good. Guardians of the Galaxy counts. That counts. Oh, oh no, no, yours no, counts I, I, way more than Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Come on. How? Yeah, how? Talking raccoon. That's fully into it. Come on now. All right. At least mine develops the talking mechanism. They At least his has the, the name of the animal in the title of the movie. Like, this movie is going to be <laughs> about animals. I, that, that, that's a rule now? Come on now. Okay. I'm, I'm just gonna, saying it telegraphs its its intention as move. having animals let, in let, it. Let's <laughs> All right, so moving on. Chad, give me your number two. I really did spend a decent amount of time trying to find movies that were out of the box, but it's difficult to find movies that I actually loved since we were ranking these as our top three. And so my answers here are probably a little more traditional, but they are what they are. And my number two is Finding Nemo. It is my, <laughs> nice. it is my nice. favorite Pixar movie. Now, I don't think it's necessarily in my opinion, maybe the best Pixar movie, but it's my favorite Pixar movie. Uh, and it's delightful. And it is not exaggeration to say that in the last 18 months, I have watched this movie all the way through a hundred times Whoa. because I have Good a four year old that loves this movie and wants Holy to watch it cow. all the time. So, anyway, but it is, it's delightful. It's wonderful. So finding Nemo. Chad, you're raising your son, right? I got to tell you Pixar, <laughs> in front of a screen. <laughs> no, he has limited time of day, so when he wants to watch a full movie, that's it's all about all he gets. So, but it's great. Good man. All right, Chris, are you going to be more traditional with your number two pick here? Well, you know what's funny is that I actually had Finding Nemo as my number two, but I'm going to switch it because you it's wish. already been to Sorry? Teen Wolf, right? No, because it's already no, 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 because there was actually between these two, and I'm going to go ahead and switch it, and I'm going to say Ratatouille okay. number two. Uh, that movie is great, and there there are so many concepts that. Um, are beautiful, especially when uh, Remy, right? That's the, the yep. main character. Yeah, explains how he experiences taste, and it's like the experiences of a color and all that. Oh, it's really some great, great stuff. So I love Ratatouille. Um, Finding Nemo, obviously, um, I think a little bit is better, a little bit better. But Ratatouille is fantastic. It really is a great movie. Yep, solid pick, solid pick. All right, Josh, you're number two. All right, so for number two, I'm with you, Daniel. I really wanted to, if we were going to talk about talking animal movies, I felt like animated was kind of the easy way out because there's a billion of them. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to find a live-action one, too. And I came across this one, and I remember it from when I was little. I had these vague memories of I was like, I don't know, eight or nine years old. And my number two is Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. <laughs> right. Yes, of course. Oh, yes. More than Finding Nemo. You like that more than Finding Nemo? Uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's colored heart. all by I was a little kid and I remember really liking it. And Finding Nemo, I was, I was older and I really liked it. But, and I also felt like I wanted to put a, a live action one up there a little Very bit. Good. good for you. But Homeward yeah. Bound was great. Very yeah. good. No, it certainly was. All right. All right. So my number two is, I, I really struggled with this one because I knew what my number one was. But I, I had a lot of options here at number two, all those animated films to choose from. So I settled on Tarzan. I think Tarzan is probably my favorite traditional animated movie of all time, favorite classic Disney movie of all time, best soundtrack of all time, greatest opening five minutes of all time. What are we it's talking about right now? Tarzan. Yes, Tarzan. Okay. Right. Are you, you guys, know the talking animal with dreadlocks? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Wait, do you guys not like Tarzan? Is that what you're about to tell me? I, I don't just, know that I, I just don't know where the where the animal main character is. I I didn't see the Disney version. Yeah, I don't I don't remember well, actually having actually seen the Disney version of Tarzan. Oh my lord! Have you seen so, it, Chad? Uh, this is the more recent one, Daniel. Right? Uh, yeah, from like, 1999, I believe. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen it. I've seen it once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it didn't. It didn't strike me as anything incredible. So go ahead. I'm oh just. I'm gosh. shocked. You guys need to go back and rewatch this. I take back what I said about raising your kids right because that is <laughs> the one. That's the one, guys. Go watch this. It seriously has the best Disney soundtrack ever. I think it's just because you were growing up. Because like that, that to me was like the downfall of Disney animation. Like that false. was when they were at all time false. low. No. False. Yes, I grew up with this movie, but that is not yeah. color. First of that all, is it is pretty true. That's like in the era of like Hercules and all those others where it yeah. almost destroyed the studio. I mean, just to be fair. 
Yeah, right? it was that, and like, what was the 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 the, the, the one about cows? What was that one? That, that no, well, this is that was like 2004. <laughs> you guys are trying to get me riled up. And okay. <laughs> All right, go back and watch Tarzan. I stand by what I said. We're gonna move on to Chad. What's your number one favorite talking animal movie of all time? Home on the Range is the name of that movie. That movie was terrible. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Roseanne Barr was the lead, okay? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I watched that with my, like, my, oh, man, my nieces. They, oh, it was terrible. I wanted you just to, brought back that, a whole PTSD Disney moment for Chris. I did. I did. That. That has, I promise that has nothing to do with Tarzan. Go rewatch Tarzan. Pretty it's sure part it has of Disney everything to do with Tarzan part of the disney renaissance it's amazing just watch it all right chad you're number one so by disney renaissance do you actually mean downfall yeah because i don't think you've got your years right there the but of the renaissance were around the same time period right it's, well, it's a film history term guys it's generally <laughs> generally recognized widely recognized as an era of history i love trolling daniel i'm so mad right now i like it <laughs> i like where on. we're going all right so you guys are gonna break me Here's here's my challenge with this number one pick, is there is there are a couple of movies that were had much more impact on me like as a child, and they're very nostalgic, but in this case I just had to put what I think is objectively the best movie, uh, and then when we get to honorable mentions I'll mention you know what what else was in the running, but for me it's no surprise and it's already been said uh, it's Ratatouille it's um. That movie is delightful. It's wonderful. It's brilliant, and I couldn't. I could. I think it's better than Finding Nemo. Although I like Finding Nemo more. It's my. I enjoy it more. But Ratatouille is just a. I think a brilliant film. So for me, that was it. Ratatouille. Agreed. Yeah. Good Very stuff. solid pick. Very solid. All right. So crap. I forgot who I'm going to next. I exit out of the thing. All right, Chris. Chris, yeah. what is your number two? So this or is... Or number one, either either one. Good Lord. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying. Listen, you've attacked his childhood. He can't <laughs> recover. My foundation off is balance. shaking. <laughs> You're shaking in your boots. <laughs> Tarzan. First green room and now this. I'm just, this is an angry night. If you make okay. a Tarzan yell, I'll put it in the show. Do it, Daniel. Just do it once. I won't. <laughs> All right, Chris, what is your number one talking animal movie? Okay, so for me, this is very nostalgic. Um, and in fact, the moment we talked about talking animals, this movie came to mind. Read the book several times yeah, with my with my mom growing up. Uh, read it with our my kids, uh, and that's Charlotte's Web. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, movie is so good. It is. It is. It's spectacular, and and I the story itself and all that goes along with it. So for my number one, I definitely had to go with Charlotte's Web. And that was the one that I was trying to come to terms with not picking as my number one. As oh, Charlotte's Web, so good! It is. It, 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 there's so much mm-hmm. to be learned from that story. It, it is. It's. 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 It's really cool. I yep. love it. Yep. All right, can't fault you for that one. All right, Josh, your number one pick. Come on, people. No one's mentioned the Lion King yet. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. The Lion King. Yeah, man. Lion King's fantastic. It is. I went back and forth between Tarzan and Lion King for my number two. I can't. To be fair, that's number one, right? So for the musical snobs in the audience, Josh, it kind of sounded like you were about to sing "Under the Sea" from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> That's exactly. So I just want to make sure I, you're I in the right movie. <laughs> Under the for, sea. for the people in the audience who know what notes are, um, I can't sing. Or said, do, I don't do, know do, what notes. You were like, yeah, you were about. No, that is not what I did. What you did? Okay, that that at least resembles the song I'm going for. Mm, I'm going to say no, but okay. Do you know which song I'm going for? Can you at least tell? No, that's why I'm saying I don't know. (laughs) Okay, good. Yes, thank you, Chris. Not a problem. I just spent an entire weekend at Disney, so I've heard that a couple of times. That's a great pick, Joshua. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Uh, So for my number one, this is uh, not a new one to our lists here. My number one is Finding Nemo. It's my second favorite Pixar movie of all time. And uh, yeah, it's just... Nothing more to say. It's really amazing. And Finding Dory is coming out in July, July and it looks dreadful. So uh, it will hopefully, not be dreadful. I, I sure hope it won't be, but it looks terrible. I think it'll be. I think it'll be sweet and great. So, what I is hope. the best Pixar movie of all time? Yeah, uh, Wall-E for me. I love. Uh, 
Okay. I think Wally's amazing. Wally. I think it's Inside Out, but whatever. Yeah, Inside Out, I think, is Inside one of the best is- maybe movies. Like, it's so good. Ugh, that's such a good movie. It's good. That, that just came along in a perfect time in your girls' lives. It did. To make you think that. No. I think. No. I mean, well, it's, it's great. I'm not saying it's not great, but to, to make you go that far, yeah, I think I, it came along at the perfect time in your parent life. You need to see it more than once if you haven't. The first time for me, it was like, oh, man, that was really good. And the second time, it's just, it really, yeah, I li- all, I like all the it. little things connect. I liked it better the second time I saw it, uh, but it's it's good. It's definitely good for me. But I don't know. It did. It's not. It's like it's not one of the best for me. It's so funny. It has You're a talking right. animal like thing it's in it, best. right? Can we pick that? It's funny. It's funny because like for me at least, and it, yeah. Do you say it's the first time for you too, Josh, or did you not like the movie? Huh? What, first time? What? What are we talking about? Inside Out. First, what do you mean? First time? I've only seen it once. If that's what you're asking, you were you you were seeming as though you were saying that it it wasn't as good as I was saying it was because it came along the perfect time for my kids. But you, no, I was saying it's great. But you said one of the best movies. I didn't to, say to that. go that hyperbolic. Yeah, so you, so everybody you said that. Roll back everybody, calm down. Roll the tape, Chad. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Yeah, Inside Out, I think, is Inside one of the best, is- maybe movies, like, it's so good, ugh, is one of the best, one of the best, is one of the best, it's so good, ugh, it's so good, ugh. Oh my god, Chris, you did say it! Oh my gosh, Chris, I didn't say it! Is one of the best, one of the best, is one of the best, maybe movies, like, it's so good, ugh. We gotta do both versions, <laughs> we actually go back and Here's listen. the thing is you did say it, so I you can't wait to put that in there. Just wait, just I can't wait. wait, guys, just be ready when I release this thing. This no, is gonna be amazing. Leave all of this in there, because this is great. <laughs> we gotta right. do honorable mentions, though, right? Yeah, let's right. Yes, do it. I'm surprised, I expected somebody to throw out Babe, and nobody yeah. did. I almost put that on there. I forgot that George Miller directed that. George Miller, <laughs> as in Mad Max, yeah. George yeah. Miller directed yeah. that. That's amazing. And it was nominated for Best Picture. Man, I was shocked. Nobody what I'm shocked it. that Chris oh. left out is like all five or six or whatever of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. <laughs> That's true. I should have. <laughs> because. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret yes. of the Ooze. <laughs> so are we going to go around and do our honorable it's mentions? Rough. A little too rough. A little too Sure, yeah. So, Chad, you got any honorable mentions? Yes, Air Bud and Free Willy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, my, my two honorable hey, Free Willy. Free Willy. The free whale, first of all, Free Willy's That's great. Talking Don't tell me that whale doesn't talk. He was talking to me. I saw it when I was a kid, and I knew what he meant. Talk to my soul. I knew what he was saying. He just wanted to be free. Um, for me, the honorable mentions were Charlotte's Web, because I was back and forth whether that would be my top pick. And then this one, I broke my own rule where it wasn't primarily about talking animals, uh, but it had one of my favorite, and that's The NeverEnding Story. Do you guys ever see The NeverEnding Story? Yeah, sometime when I was a kid. Oh, you guys are the worst. An it's a dragon dog thing. Of course it's a... <laughs> yes, it's an animal and it talks. Does the animal have to be real? No, it doesn't. But I loved that movie as a kid. So there you go. That, those are my honorable mentions. All right, Chris, any honorable mentions? I mean, there are so many of them. Obviously, the ones that have already been mentioned that weren't on my list, I had thought a lot about The Lion King and Finding Nemo. And definitely Homeward Bound was on the list until... I decided to do something silly with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, I mean, all those those kids' movies are great. It's I was trying to think of any movies with talking animals that are more towards an adult audience, and that's why I chose Guardians of the Galaxy because it's the only one I could think of. Um, I guess maybe um, I don't know. I, I couldn't think of anything else that would be more not for kids. Uh, and so, anyway, there it is. All right, cool. And Josh, anything else? Uh, sure. Yeah. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, 2, which I just brought up. But no. Uh, <laughs> go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Oh, Lord. You know that, but you don't know Tarzan. That's just offensive. <laughs> um, you know what? Hey, I the think, original um, Turtles movies. Yeah, dude. Come on now. Just, let's, let's back you down. You just step off the Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sorry. Uh, but no. Shrek, Up, The Dog Talked. It was a collar, but he talked. Yeah. Yeah. And That counts. Another movie that... I think might fall in the a little too underseen category. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Ooh, oh, good yeah. movie. It's a good yeah, movie. Good yeah. Yeah. I like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. That's solid. That is very solid. In honor of Fantastic mm-hmm. Mr. Fox, I would now like to sing the theme song. Dun, 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 
Sorry. I hate you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it, Josh. I love you. <laughs> that was perfect. No. Uh, yeah, I didn't have anything else to add that hasn't already been said. Lion King, Up, Ratatouille, all of those were on there. And Babe, like I said, I was surprised nobody else said that. That'll do. So, babe. all right. So, babe all right. Two pig in the city. <laughs> Any others? Any, anybody else? Okay. No, we're good. So, that'll wrap up pig. our top three. I'm sorry. I couldn't I help it, Daniel. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> all right so that'll wrap up this week's top three let us know uh, what your top three is we want to hear it and let us know what you disagree <laughs> and go tell them how justified i am in my love for tarzan you're listening to the screeners podcast all right thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the screeners you know we love to hear from our listeners and if you'd like to talk about something that you haven't heard us talk about Send us a message and let us know. On Facebook, search for Screeners Podcast. Weekly, we're posting stories, doing polls, asking questions, and we'd love for you to participate. Let us know what you think. You can also tweet us at ScreenersCast, or you can send us an email to ScreenersCast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. (laughs) And that's a wrap. You've heard what the Screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time. I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm shocked right now that you guys don't have an, any attachment at all to Tarzan. Yeah. Oh, That's because. No, <laughs> don't, don't get me started. No, seriously, it wasn't a good movie. It is. Let's let Rotten Tomatoes decide. Probably got a 97. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's do just that. on Rotten Tomatoes. Certified fresh. (laughs) And the movie that came Hey guys, don't don't laugh at me, okay? For the record, the audience score is only 74%. For the record, you shut your mouth. What was the movie that came before (laughs) For the record, (laughs) shut your mouth. Wow. (laughs) Before that, I think was uh, Mulan. Which was also awesome. Mulan was great. I like Mulan. Mulan Mulan was great. It wasn't fantastic, but it was great. Because that was just came after you know all the awesomeness Guys, that was. Phil Collins did the whole soundtrack to Tarzan. It is. <laughs> is this a selling? Incredible. I don't know. Yes, hey, you don't need don't to bust. Does it at Collins, least include Chris, in the heat on. of the night an intimate scene between him and a bear? <laughs> no, I do like that 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 uh, the song that always plays at Disney when we're there. The Phil Collins, I can whatever. you calling in the air tonight. No, what's the? Is that the one? What is the one? That's, that's just his. That's just Phil Collins' big hit, not from Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. what's the one from Tarzan? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>